He thought he was in control. How wrong he was. What's up, it's Shane with Dynamis Media, and I'm joined here with Stefan. Hello, hello. And you are tuning into the Dark Side Drive-In, where we uh, review the best horror movies of all time um, that, that we consider the best movies of all time, right? The finest like, in cinema, yeah, the, you're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, uh, we're kind of going on this journey to go back and look at the uh, movies that are near and dear to our heart, which happen to be the 80s horror genre and we're gonna you know do our best to rate them and um kind of kind of sift through what we think is good what we think is bad and uh you know and have some fun along the way but uh you know we also invite you to join us so stay tuned listen to the end of the episode or uh go to our social media probably twitter is the easiest and we will blast out which movie we're gonna do next week or the next episode and you guys can watch it before you listen to us. That way, we're kind of all on the same page. But um, in terms of housekeeping, you know, uh, we kind of took a little break with a couple of our shows. Uh, we're we're kind of working on one of them, like workshopping. And we slowed down with YouTube a bit. Just takes a lot of time for kind of what we're putting out. We weren't really happy with it. So we launched a new show called Sir Cheddar Wars Roundtable. It's with Dylan and his wife Alyssa, where they kind of add a uh, different perspective to gaming, uh, nerd culture in general. But um, I think we've got a really good episode in store for us today. Uh, I've been pretty excited for this one. I've used this word as an insult for most of my life, which is kind of awesome. And I actually, my friend's older brother uh, kind of introduced us to the word, but we hadn't seen the movie. I was like 12 or something. So I had used it for about five or six years before I said it to a friend and he's like, hey, we have to watch this movie. So why don't you uh, kick it off with what movie we're going to talk about today? Okay. Uh, I mean, with an intro like that, a word that's entered the uh, common lexicon, we're going with <laughs> Chud. Chud. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. 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 You can have an effect for that, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you, oh, I, you, you're just going to have to wait and see what I do. A few moments later. Judd, cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller, dweller, dweller. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, this is a uh, movie that I, um, I can't remember when I first saw it. It's like one of those things that's just been a part of my life forever. Uh, the movie itself obviously came out in 1984, so before uh, I was born, um, an era only known by George Orwell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... This movie has been around for a while, and uh, compared to something like The Stuff, which we covered last week, if everyone has watched The Stuff by now, uh, this is a bit of a smaller movie in terms of scope and, and in terms of what it's doing. Like, you, you're not, we're not jet-setting around the country, you know, following the exploits of, like, a corporate saboteur. <laughs> this one is very much focused on, like, a neighborhood in New York, where there's, you know, chuds, obviously. <laughs> Excess of chuds. Yeah, yeah, probably more than you want, uh, considering you probably want zero chuds in your neighborhood. But surprisingly, not as many as you need. So. Uh, well, how many do you need? How many chuds are like the 
the baseline of chud action. I would say three. I was going for 12, but... 12 chuds? Yeah, 12 chuds. Wow. Well, there goes the neighborhood, as they say. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but they, they do say that, though, because the neighborhood... Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. yeah. Do, do you want to dive into it, or do you want to talk about uh, any of the... Well, I guess we could talk about the director of this movie, because he's almost directed nothing else. Yeah, I was going to say, I did some research on this. I was pretty, <laughs> pretty interested to see your take on this. Yeah. This man, he uh, peaked early. He's like, I did chud, and that's all I need. Um, I think he directed like 2005 like documentary about like early Christianity. Uh, other than that, he's mostly like a uh, uh, editor and stuff like that. Like he really has never directed anything else. And honestly, if you direct something as good as Chud, you know you're done. Like you got it in one. So good for him. He knew he knew he peaked. Chud led him directly to the Christian documentary. I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Chud is as close as you get to God. I guess at the end of the day. But yeah, so Ch- <laughs> basically he directed Chud in 1984 and then directed like that documentary in 2005. And then that's like it for directing credits for Douglas Cheek. So, you know, easy to cover his credits because he barely did anything. But uh, don't let, if he's listening, sorry, Douglas, if you're listening, like the, no disrespect, man. You did Chud, you know, the, 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 the nation owes you a debt, sir. Yeah. All of your, all of your movies <laughs> can't be winners. So you did Chud, now it's enough. True. Yeah. So last week. We had some really high class acting. I forgot how many famous people were in this movie, and some of them were like just starting out too. Uh, I don't know if we want to get into the actors now, but yeah, jump yeah, in. I, w- jump I was just blown away. I for because I forgot about some of these people. Well, I hope you're not about to say uh, John Goodman. I don't know how you could forget about John Goodman, but he that he has his first like ever I think film acting role in this in like two scenes as a cop who. Uh, spoiler, it gets murdered by chuds. Yeah, he was kind of a chud himself in the movie, though. Well, you know what? It was the 80s. So now you're kind of understanding the, the term for my word, right? It's like it's like my replacement for any insult that I can't come up with because it just has such a good sting to it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a very guttural word. It's easy to say like that. I actually, I forgot he was in it. You forgot John Goodman was in it? I did. I don't know why. I haven't seen this movie in a really long time. To, uh, to context for the listeners is uh, John Goodman plays a cop who is one of two cops that go to like this all night diner and just like hits on a waitress and that's like his character is hitting on this waitress and then getting murdered by chuds and that's about it or or a gas leak or whatever they're claiming yeah you know not to get too ahead of it but like the the excuse that like oh it's a gas leak uh kind of shallow excuse when there's just like blood everywhere yeah, <laughs> it's like there's windows. no way in hell that that was a gas leak <laughs> like clearly people were <laughs> murdered gruesomely but, you know, you know, the, the government in the 80s, you know, they didn't have they didn't know how to do excuses, you know. Yep. Um, yeah. Some other actors in it are, uh, you know, some alums from Home Alone. You've got uh, John Hurd, the dad from Home Alone. You may know him as the more negligent of the two negligent parents in Home Alone because he barely seems to take an interest in the fact that his one son is missing. And then you have uh, Daniel Stern, uh, who plays uh, a character called the, the Reverend here, A.J., but he was Marv, the wet bandit, who was alongside Joe Pesci in Home Alone. I was just going to say, unlike Home Alone, they actually share scenes in this. Uh, they did not appear on screen together in Home Alone. There is no way that you're ever going to convince me that Chud isn't the origin story for Home Alone. Go on. <laughs> that Well, so like the wife kind of looks like that, like she's pregnant. So that timeline kind of checks out. John Hurd and uh, the rep, like so. John Hurd and uh, Daniel Stern's characters are kind of acquaintances and friends, right? 
So that could put them in like similar areas. I know this is in New York, but um, I, I, I am going to probably for the rest of my life just internally believe that this is the origin story to Home Alone. Yeah, like where was Home Alone? That was in Chicago, right? Yeah, it was Chicago. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, it seems like things went badly for John Hurd in New York. Uh, yeah. <laughs> considering the Chud situation. So, yeah, maybe they he decided to go to the Midwest and have a bunch of other kids. The Reverend was already like in like doing kind of shady stuff with crime and then kind of try to turn over a new leaf. And yeah, I, I, I really think it is. So, Ooh, you make a point. That is a, a stunning indictment of the American judicial system that the Reverend, despite his best efforts, eventually the recidivism rate gets to him. Yeah. He turns back to a life of crime with Joe Pesci yep. doing, uh, I guess, mostly harmless robberies uh, and toilet clogging. Well, yeah. it's a calling card, man. You got to let people yeah, know right. that you're the wet bandits. Yeah. All right. I'll let you go. This is not a Home Alone podcast. <laughs> is it not? Is that not our theme now? Yeah. Every, <laughs> okay. Every but yeah, I can go into like a real, we can go through the plot. Like, uh, like I said, I'm like uh, the stuff, uh, not as rich with incident. Um, but that kind of gives, like, the movie more time to focus on, you know, Chud action, which is what we are all here for at the end of the day. For sure. Um, so, yeah, boom, in media res, smash cut, streets of New York, wet. You ever notice that the streets of New York are always <laughs> wet? <laughs> like, what's up there? Like, tons of moisture. But, yeah, so, like, it cuts to, like, a lady. She's walking her dog, uh, gets too close to a manhole cover, Chud attack. Smash cut again. I don't really know what a smash cut is, so I'm just going to say that. Smash cut. Chud. I didn't let the record show. It is an acronym. C period H period U period D period. So, you know, Chud on the screen. Uh, and then, you know, basically just showing the grime and like the urban decay of the city then for the opening uh, credits. Just showing some street cleaning, showing, uh, you know, a bunch of homeless people. Um, you know, things are not going great. This is like a New York city. That's like just climbed out of the, the refuse of the seventies. It hasn't found its way yet. Um, and then also there's Chud. spoiler alert. Um, so then we meet our main character. Uh, you know, as I said, like, uh, the dad from home alone, uh, playing a character named George, who's a photographer. And you know that because he's taking pictures out his window <laughs> of just the surroundings very much a uh, you ever see that movie American Pie? Yes. Remember that r- creepy kid who's like, like ah, oh, there's such beauty in like the bag, yeah, in the bre- yeah, like that. So he's like doing like you know his own version of that, just taking photos of bums and stuff. Um, you know, ignoring a uh, phone call from a writer who's writing a story that he's going to use his pictures for. Mitch, uh, you, get, <laughs> you get the idea that yeah, he. Uh, he is, you know, shirking his deadlines, you know, procrastinating. We all get it. Um, and he uh, he has his wife, uh, or I guess girlfriend at the time. They, they aren't married, right? I don't believe so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, his girlfriend uh, named Lauren is a model. Um, but, spoiler alert, he seems like he's kind of a little bit self-obsessed dude. Because uh, she asks about her jewelry um, because they just moved to this location and he unpacked all his photography stuff, but left her jewelry in like a trunk in the basement. Near this the chuds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, anything, whenever the lower you are, 
the closer you are to chuds every day not just in the chud movie but in life the lower you are the closer you are to chuds it's known (laughs) so yeah so basically um you know she has to go down get the jewelry she needs um it's important to know that like he left all of her stuff still packed up because she's going to spoiler alert he's a little breadcrumb for the future uh she's gonna go down there again um yeah so basically um then you go to uh george is basically the reason he's kind of procrastinated and this is like one of the first uh hints uh, that there's something afoot is that he was taking pictures of specific homeless people and they are now missing right so then we cut to our police captain captain bosch now this is an actor that i have not seen in a lot of things did you did you see him in a lot i i have so uh it's christopher curry right 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 yeah, so he was in a couple of TV shows that my wife likes. Um, he played like a kind of like a deadbeat dad character. Um, he was in a couple other things that I've seen, but um, he's usually like a supporting actor. But yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool to see him taking like a little more of a center stage role here, then, because he's very much one of the. I would say out of like the central characters, there are three. There's George, the Reverend, who we haven't gotten to yet, and then uh, Captain Bosch, who at first, you know, I thought that he's gonna be your prototypical like. 80s you know cop covering up for the baddies you know because like uh whenever he gets these missing person reports it seems like he's gonna sit on them you know like because he's ordered by the police uh chief you know to like bury this but he actually is going to look into it so he, he he's actually like even though he's being told to put a lid on it he um has a he has a vested interest in looking into it kind of a spoiler alert for later on when he's talking to the reverend uh but the the woman who was uh, chutted up in the opening uh, wet street scene. That was his wife taking a dog for a walk. So even though it seems like, you know, Bosch is going to be one of those, like, you know, just sit on the truth kind of cops who's going to cover it up. He is actually going to help lead the charge here. And like another interesting thing about Christopher Curry, he was, he was credited as a writer for this too. Oh, really? Yeah. On the film. And I, and I always wondered like if he, if they were going to make that kind of character, and cast him and he was trying to like muscle in and be like hey look i i want to add a little more depth because like i thought the same thing and they did a great job at kind of um like but they didn't reveal that until probably midway through the movie that that was his wife Um, yeah that is true yeah Yeah, it's like way late it's like whenever he uh it seems like he's not going to investigate it and like in a very cynical kind of 80s way he starts his investigation like he clearly doesn't get along with the reverend he like clearly has like a certain amount of disdain for the for the homeless and for like you know the general community that he's working with but he's also working the case right so it's like one of those things like where he has to have like a cynical distance but at the end of the day he is trying to do what's right now granted he's doing it because of his missing wife but at the same time like all of the cops are telling him to sit on this and like he's he's doing it like he's going for it right so yeah, so yeah, we then from there, you know, um, we get a, uh, you know, there's like an old bag lady, a homeless bag lady, who has been arrested for trying to steal a cop's gun. And let me tell you, don't do that. Cops do not have a sense of humor about trying to take their weapons. <laughs> Just trust me on that. So um, yeah, so she she's arrested, um, and for some reason, her like uh, her um, contact, like the person she calls, is our photographer pal George, who is at that time doing a terrible job as a photographer for his girlfriend's like modeling gig for perfume is like, he's 
so rude. Like, is like clearly he sees no artistic uh, value in what he's doing, and he's going to make sure it's everyone's problem. Yeah, and then he, they're like they're right behind him, and he's just like, it smells like <laughs> shit. Yeah, just do they even smell them? it? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and just like like he's clearly not on board with this. He wants to do something more artistically fulfilling, but he has to get that paycheck. So, but then he you know uh, gets the call from the police that he's going to have to go help the bag lady out. So where where to go from there? I think that from there, like there's a lot of like confusing cuts in this. Like it makes sense at the time, but like sometimes like there's no, like I don't understand why we cut from like that scene to George from George, then to, you know, AJ, the Reverend uh, Mar from home alone, as we all know, we cut to like his soup kitchen and Bosch is like investigating the missing homeless people there. And there's, like, he says that there's, what, like, dozens of underground homeless that are missing. And, like, only one of them is is around now. And it's, like, some crazy guy named Val who, you know, spouts some kind of nonsense when Bosch tries to question him. Uh, he's, like, he seems delusional. He has some kind of homemade knife uh, that he brandishes. Um, again, at a cop, I don't recommend that. But um, he gets away with it because he's kind of crazy. So, you know, then we cut back to George, you know, picking up the the bag lady, uh, not really sure why she was, you know, taking the taking the gun to begin with. But she explains that it's for Victor, which I believe is her brother. It's another another homeless. Yeah, person. And uh, then like there's like a long scene of them like (laughs) wandering through like the caverns of the underground (laughs) to get back to like wherever their sanctuary is. I'm like, man, George must be really tight with these homeless people. He's just, like, following her through these dark... Like, at one point, there's just a collapsed wall that they're, like, walking down. So, yeah, so they uh, they go down there. Turns out uh, Victor, uh, her brother, wants a gun to fight the chuds. Big, gnarly wound in his leg where a chud presumably bit it. He's in just bad condition. So, yeah, from there, then... You know, it, it, it uh, cuts to Bosch and uh, the Reverend are, are basically like working together now. It becomes a weird buddy cop movie with <laughs> with Bosch and this like this Turner man who works with the homeless. Yeah, I mean, wow, uncool. I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, how dare you do that to Hooch? But anyways, so uh, yeah, they, they like <laughs> kind of uncoolly break into George's. Yeah, like, like this like break B and E. Yeah, like just light beanie, uh, go in and break in and find some of George's uh, pictures of um, various homeless people to see if like they're missing, you know. Um, and this is when Bosch admits that like to keep the Reverend like working with them. He's like, one of the people who's missing is my wife. So like, he, you know, they're on board with, he, with each other. And um, there's like a reference to like an EPA probe it's been going on under the city and it was like been taking weeks, but it was supposed to have only been like one week, but it's been going on for several. And this is when, you know, they, whenever Bosch and the Reverend go to the, like the underdark, um, well, I guess it's not the underdark. It's Dungeons and Dragons. Well, so we, it. we missed Murphy who is like, he comes, he comes out right when they leave the police station. He's that reporter. It's JC Quinn. So yeah, he, he, he did yeah. not make a big impact on me as a character. No, well, so it was weird. Uh, I think the only reason they wrote that character in was to get, uh, we'll get there, but was to get George, John Hurd's character, to go down into the um, into the sewers or uh, subways. Like, it was really weird. It was like a weird, because they had to, I think what they, it seemed like what happened was, they're like, okay, 
the cops would definitely like how did they know about John Hurd's character taking photos? <laughs> and then like we broke in there, but then how do we link the two together? So I think that's what that character was. I I don't know. I I that lost me a little bit. I'm like who like why do they care about this guy? Like I understand John Hurd's character George wanting his photos back. That makes sense, right? And thinking that the reporter took them because that's like kind of like the world he lives in. So he probably, you know, that's his first assumption. I just thought it was kind of a weird character. And then like, you know, JC Quinn himself, I mean, not super famous, but has been in other things, right? Um, he's <laughs> he's recognizable. So it was like he's he worked. worked. He's worked before. Yeah. Well, you just put like a like, I feel like because he's actually a pretty good actor and you throw a character like that. He has like, what, two scenes or three scenes and he's dead. <laughs> So. Yeah, and actually, uh, kind of confusing because he is following George at one point. Yeah, but there's also another guy who follows George, like on Bosch's orders, right? Uh, like another cop. Yep. So there's actually like multiple instances of like kind of indiscernible, like '80s men <laughs> kind of walking around, and one of them, yeah, is the reporter, and the other one is a cop. And he and it was confusing to me because he's the reporter who seems to be working the police beat. So he's like a fixture there, but he isn't a cop. But he wears like similar clothes to this other cop that was following George initially when like George left with the bag lady. And he like followed them to the until they went underground. And he's like, I'm not doing that. So he just like said, I lost him. Yeah, I remember he's like, like lost him. Yeah, <laughs> good like crack police work there, bud. But yeah, so that guy is but he is not the same as the reporter that you're talking about. So important distinction there. Um yeah, so I don't know where we were. So like I think we're at like now the uh when Bosch and um the Reverend are like lurking in the underground and they find what like a like a foot from a from like a, one of them uh radiation suits. Like the, those suits are ridiculous. Yeah, so like they find yeah, they find a radiation detector and a and a prosthetic leg thing from one of those like uh suits. Yeah. And I was like, it's weird they call it a radiation detector and not a Geiger counter. Like, why don't they just go full Geiger counter? Literally, next scene, finds a Geiger counter. I'm like, why did you even have the first device that I've never heard of when you're just going to find a Geiger counter anyway? Anyway, never. Chud. Not a single moment is wasted in this movie, as you no. know. No. So, yeah, yeah, jump cuts everywhere. Yeah. So, basically, yeah. So, they uh, fire up that old Geiger counter. And, of course, instantly, they're getting pings, like, on something that seems to be, like, moving closer to them and then further away. Uh, spoiler alert, it is a chud. Um, and then you hear a chud, like, do its chud roar. and But they don't actually encounter the chud. They just detect it and hear it. So, okay, here's a series of, like, uh, scenes that are kind of confusing. So, you know, smash cut. George gets home, finds out, like, his girlfriend Lauren is pregnant. Surprise! Uh, they have a discussion, uh, kind of awkward discussion, about, like, whether or not they're going to keep the baby. Yeah, that was a weird, like... Yeah, I'm glad it went the way it did because I'm like, like, do you want to be a dad? <laughs> yeah, like, it was like really weird. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. Like, I get that he's like a workaholic or whatever. He didn't give any indications that he wasn't on board with this. So <laughs> kind of weird, but cool. They are. They're going to keep the baby. Smash cut again. Uh, an old dude and his granddaughter <laughs> in a phone booth. Now, here's something I got to explain to some of our younger listeners. Now, back in the day. A grandfather is. <laughs> no, <laughs> back in the day, when you made a phone call, you had to use a line, like a phone line connected to a broader network of other lines. And some of these were uh, publicly available in what they would call a phone booth. Get it? No, please continue. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So like, uh, then this like girl is like, my grandpa, there's a monster. and He's too busy on the phone. 
Dude, uh, holy shit. Hold on a second. I just realized there's a whole generation of people that will not understand the Superman phone booth thing. Getting, yeah, getting changed in a phone booth. Holy shit. Which actually, though, like... Makes more to sense. Too too much of an aside. But, like, that's a terrible place to change. Right. Like, phone booths are, like, clear. You can see into them. Why is he changing there? And also, it's public. You can't do that. You can't get nude in public. I know he does it super fast because he's Kryptonian, but still. Oh, there's old Croc putting his underwear on outside of his pants again. <laughs> there's, like, one split instant where Superman is straight up hanging dong, and we can't see it, but he knows he did. He knows what he did. Yeah, he knows. So, but yeah, so basically, phone booth, uh, the grandpa gets ate by a chud. Um, the little girl is left traumatized, you know, the, you know, then cut to the police station where Bosch, uh, hears the cops talking about this little girl who claims that her grandpa was, you know, taken by a monster and, you know, Bosch, this is when Bosch like goes from kind of like ironically investigating this possibility of monsters to taking it very seriously. (laughs) Like he is, he, like, I'm used to like, you know, I like grew up reading goosebumps, right? And in mm-hmm. Goosebumps books, every single adult is always, like, so dismissive of the possibility of monsters or the supernatural or whatever. Give me one cop like Bosch in a Goosebumps, man. This dude is down for it. Like, as soon as he, like, hears, like, two stories from people about monsters in the sewers, he's like, there's goddamn monsters, dude. Like, we're doing this now. It's like, I would love to, like, if there was, like, cops who just, like, were ready for the possibility of underground monsters. So, um, yeah, so, like, from there, you know, uh, Bosch uh, calls up the chief, the chief of police, and he's like, I'm not burying this anymore. I'm going to meet with the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Like, we're going to do this. And uh, surprisingly, doesn't take long to get that meeting set up. I would have thought you would need, like, a couple business days, you know, to get, like, a meeting set up. See, I think they knew though. So they were trying to, as soon as there was any sort of like, like I, I felt like that guy was there as a liaison to stop any communication of this information. So like that yeah, was like it does his seem like only. He's like very much like a like a you know sanitizer for like the right. commission. Like they yep. they expect there to be shadiness. So yeah, he was just ready. Um, I can't remember what, what's the nuclear regulatory commission guy's name. It's like Wilson or something like that. Yeah, uh, I tried to. I couldn't remember. It was the only guy I couldn't remember um, what his name was because he just like, I, I felt like it was like typical. Yeah, it was Wilson. It was Wilson. Yeah. yeah typical. So, yeah. He's very much your like 80s, yeah. like, like kind of business villain guy. <laughs> like, like he wears a suit, but he's up to no good. So like, you get it. Like we all know, we all know the, the, you know, um, archetype that we're working with here. So yeah, then Bosch, you know, goes to meet with the chief of police that Wilson dude, and then some other guy who is something. <laughs> I thought he was the mayor. So the, is, that's he the mayor? Hay- is it is it Hayes? Is that who was that? Is that who it was? I, at this point, man, there's just too many like white dude surnames. Like I don't know, it's some other dude. Like yeah, so like he uh, is there, and yeah, maybe he is the mayor or f- working for the mayor's office or something. So yeah, so like basically, like they get a meeting set up. Uh, Bosch makes the rookie move of bringing the reverend with him to the meeting. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, but there's no instance where Marv from Home Alone doesn't look like a maniac. Pretty much like, same character, though. Like, very much so, yeah. Like yeah. He's got a greasy, dirty shirt on, disheveled hair. Like, this man has been at it 
But yeah, he brings him with him to the meeting. And um, this is kind of where, you know, the Reverend sort of makes a mistake of his own because he shows the photos that they took from George's studio. They include like the wound from uh, Victor's leg. Mm -hmm. Uh, He shows those photos and like passes them off as his own, which puts him instantly, you know, on the shit list of the baddies and stuff like that. So so basically, like at that point, you know, there's, you know, somewhere there's like a random cut. Uh, again, like some of these cuts, like I said, don't make a ton of sense to me, but, um, they do cut to like George and Lauren, like romantically celebrating in the park. <laughs> oh yeah. They're insert like, Murph. yeah. And then, yeah. Insert Murphy. Who's like, like creepy. Approaches, yeah. <laughs> approaches him in the park, like where he's clearly, uh, like having an afternoon <laughs> with his girlfriend and he, he like approaches them and, uh, you know, reveals that like there's some kind of nonsense afoot. And then, you know, back to the, you know, boardroom scene where, um, you know, the Reverend uh, is the only person who understands, like, causation. Uh, just, he explains that, like, the the Nuclear Regulatory Commission's presence is related to the disappearances. And, like, everyone else is like, nah, how can it be? But then Wilson, not being, like, the best at hiding his uh, files... When his briefcase gets thrown, a file slips out, which says Chud on it. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> And yeah, and then they just say the words cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Well, no, at first, like, at first he's like, oh, I can't, I can't tell you, I'd, I'd have to get clearance. And then he gets one phone call. He's like, cannibal, can't we'll say it again. Humanoid cannibalistic under- humanoid yeah. underground dweller. Yeah, instantly and says he it. he just like, says okay. it yeah. like that's things that we have heard in our lives. Like, that's not a wild and crazy thing to even say. He just says it like that's a thing. And yeah, but, but you find out later why he did that. Well, because that's not what it actually stands for. Or? Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, I mean, but like, so I'm kind of confused. So they know the existence of Chuds because they made an acronym for it, or at least he came up with an acronym for it. I think he came up with the acronym for it. <laughs> On the, the spot? Ass. Yeah, I think the cover this is This man ass. has acronym skills the likes of which have never been seen. Well, like, think about it. Came up with that on the spot. Because, like, they had to make... Because, like, they go down there and they find those chud crates, right, or whatever. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Several, several crates underground. Yeah. Like, labeled chud. So, like, you had to imagine that... Because they didn't... Like, it wasn't like... An, they weren't, like, making these things. So... I mean, a happy they, accident. they kind of imply that if in one scene and then they instantly like take that up, like away almost within probably 30 seconds. But yeah, so you, like, you had the chud boxes underground. Um, and so I think I think he just on the spot like made that up. And then that's like how they were able to insert the title. I, I don't know. That That's kind of what I felt about it after watching it again. But It really does seem like a, a title in need of a movie. Like, someone came up with this yeah. and, like, we've got to make a movie out of this. It's like, this, this dude's a chud. The yeah. hell's a chud? So, <laughs> so, yeah, but and then their meeting is, uh, so, conveniently, after revealing the existence of the term chud, uh, they learn that there is a chud, but it's dead, but they're going to go look at it. So they all leave the meeting, put on radiation suits, and see our first, like, full-body chud, right? Like, straight up yeah, dead chud on a slab. And for some reason, Wilson believes that this is an isolated incident. Like, yeah. we only have the one chud. It's like, if you've got one chud, 
you got more. Like, right. you're never just going to accidentally have a singular chud. <laughs> like, what a foolish thing. Like, there's literally no reason for them to even have known that chuds existed. But then when you learn that they do exist, to believe that there's only one is folly. This man is a fool. But anyways, so, like, they, they end up, uh, what, sending, they want to send a science team down into the into the sewers to investigate the existence of chuds down there. And uh, uh, what was it? Bosch wants to send cops, but everyone hymns and haws. I'm like, no, no, no. We just need a science team. But then when they send the science team down, there's just like fully armored <laughs> flamethrower cops down there. I'm like, is this in New York's budget? Do they just have like a flamethrower squad ready it's to like, deploy in the yeah, series at a moment? They have notice? like, yeah, Geiger counters, like flamethrowers and uh, radioactive suits that were just like, it looks like they kind of just tied them all together. I What's it, it like Wilson's funny. like, he has like a cameraman down there with his like crew and stuff like that. So Wilson's like telling the scientists like, you know, tell the cops to get out of there. And this is like when Bosch is like just big dick and Wilson all over the place. He's like, your man has a camera. Mine has a flamethrower. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Good. Chill out, Bosch. <laughs> like, we don't need this much bravado down here. But yeah, so I was kind of glad that Bosch is kind of taking a stand and like putting Wilson in his place. But uh, unfortunately, you know, this is like a very much like an aliens scene. You know, the alien scene whenever like yeah. they detect that the aliens are near them, but they don't know where. Like basically, the Geiger counters are firing on all cylinders. Like they know that there's chuds, but they don't see them. And then we get one of those like, you know, fun scenes of like from the point of view of the camera that they're watching it like on a monitor back at base, watching their men just get massacred by chuds. So clearly Wilson was wrong as hell. There are many chuds, not just the one. <laughs> he had no business thinking there was only one to begin with. But so at this point, um, the mayor. Oh, it is the mayor. I have it in my notes now. Yeah, so it it's is the, the mayor. Oh, Wait, my God. On. So, yeah. So they, oh, sorry, created, go ahead. they created this command center, right? Yes. Okay. So like this has no effect on well it has some effect on the plot we'll get to it's it. It's incredibly but... important. In the yeah, plot. all right, we'll we'll get to it. Keep going. I'll bring it up later. <laughs> okay, but no, like what I was saying then is like <laughs> now it's like really funny because like in these things usually like everyone is on board with the cover up until it's like way too late, but not anymore. The police chief and the mayor are like we gotta tell people <laughs> there's chuds down there massacring people, but for some reason Wilson is still in charge. He's like no no no, like we're gonna keep this under wraps. And like, why do they listen to this man? Like, like at this point, everyone is on board with like notifying the public about the existence of chuds. But um, yeah, so uh, bad news uh, on the chud front. <laughs> bad news. Um, chuds, chuds like seven, please zero. Yeah. So at that point, though, like, there's nothing that Bosch can really do. Like, um, uh, Wilson wants to move forward with probably the dumbest plan of all time, which is to just gas the sewers. Yeah. Like, yeah, filling uh, all of your subterranean network with with natural gas is a great plan. Like, A-plus effort, dude. So, uh, Bosch goes to warn the Reverend, because at this point, these two are, like, pals. Uh, they've, like, been through shit together. So, he goes to the Reverend and is like, yo, heads up, uh, don't go to the underground. They're about to gas that shit. But then, you know, separately, uh, George and Murphy have now teamed up after, you know, Murphy interrupted the George and his, you know, girlfriend's pleasant afternoon in the park. So now they're squatted up and they go down to the, to the underground, you know, um, Mur uh, Murphy's armed. He has a gun. George isn't. He, he's only got a camera and Murphy is like, immediately, and heart of gold. 
immediately murdered. By yeah, right. With a with a swiftness that would astound. Like like I feel like he just like goes walks too close to like a like a chamber, doesn't look, and just gets gr- grabbed and pulled away. So now George has a gun. It's Murphy's because Murphy's dead as hell. Separately, you know, the Reverend is going into the the underground to warn um to warn that uh one hobo that he knew uh yeah. the one that the one last like undergrounder left to warn him to you know get out of the underground uh because they're gonna gas that shit and he's murdered <laughs> yeah by a government agent shutting a door on his head and like yeah that was I, really I, abrupt I, I was yeah really I was like that. I get that the government like wants to keep like they hate the Reverend now they want to put him they want to put him to the torch or whatever but like to like murder this random homeless guy like by slamming like the sewer like like gate on his face it's like that's unexpected this dude didn't do anything to you but uh, it's just one of them shady like agents working for wilson who does this but it is the shady agent that ate the quarter remember so he follows so when they leave the meeting with uh, wilson he calls that guy and says and gives the description he's leaving now Marv, I, oh, not Marv, the Reverend, the Reverend. Goes, <laughs> goes to the payphone, puts that quarter in, and he instantly comes up and hits it, and the quarter goes into the, the where it returns. Again, kids, so you used to have to put the quarter or a dime <laughs> or a nickel into, into the phone, and it would give you time, kind of like a like where you park, and then if you hurried up and- <laughs> Parking d- meters? Yeah. <laughs> and if you would hurry up and double tap the receiver, it would give you the quarter back. So anyways- so the quarter came back, and then he took it and put it in his mouth and swallowed it. Remember? And then that's that's when Bosch gets all, or not Bosch, that's when uh, the Rev gets all freaked out and then goes back to the soup kitchen and runs into Bosch, and Bosch is like, what happened to you? And he's like, oh, nothing. Uh, and then, yeah, but anyways, so he, yeah, he ate his quarter. I forgot yeah. about that. Like, So what's crazy is, okay, so when I first <laughs> saw this like scene, I, I watched that twice. I, I thought like, okay, I thought it was an accident, and then they show that guy. I'm like, okay, for sure he killed them. Like that was like on purpose, right? Because it, I thought maybe that it was just like the cops just happened to just shut the grate at the same time they were he was trying to come up and pulled over it. And then, oh no, then that they, dude is like because for of, sure, yeah, for he's sure working murdered. for Wilson like 100. Yeah yeah. percent yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he's trying to yeah, he intimidated Marv earlier by eating his by quarter. eating a quarter. It was like, all right, bro. I mean, I wouldn't fuck with that guy. <laughs> this dude just ate legal tender. Like, I'm not yeah. playing games with him. Imagine the germs in, in that guy's pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the true the reverend is a greasy boy. But, yeah, so he ate his quarter then. And, yeah, so, like, now, you know, we're, we're starting to, like, you know, get to the point where all of our characters are coming to. Like, the chudning. The chudning, yes, as we, as we all call it. Um, <laughs> so two of our heroes are trapped in the underground. You know, um, George... And the Reverend separately, but also in the sewers. Um, the, the Reverend actually is like showing a lot of cleverness here because he's like using the Geiger counter to like find his way through the tunnels yep. and stuff like that. But he it also in a, inadvertently brings him close to like the Chud headquarters. <laughs> like, and what? <laughs> Chud I've HQ. Watched- yeah, so, okay, so I've seen this scene many, many times. Like, the scene of, like, the chuds, like, at the barrels, you know? Yeah. What are they doing? Are they okay. worshipping it? Or are I've they... Got, I've got a theory. Okay. All right. So, we know that... All right, we're, we're not really spoiling anything, because we'll get... We're going to get to it in a scene we're or two. We're spoiling the entire movie. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, we're not, like, you know, our, our procession through this. Sure. Uh, so, the chuds are homeless people, pretty much, and... 
and it's alluded to because the uh, the main character George happens across a couple of deranged. Uh, do I, what do they call them in the? They don't call them underground dwellers. What do they call them in the in the movie? I, I can't remember. But people that live underground, and I think they call uh, them undergrounders, don't they? Yeah, yeah, undergrounders. And then yeah. one of them has the chud eyes, and it goes to attack him. And then the bag lady, Mrs. Monroe, flips out. It's like, oh, you killed my brother, and attacks him too. So I, I think what's happening is the because they this is the scene where they find the chud boxes, which which actually stands for Contamination Hazard Urban Disposal. And that's really what CHUD stands for. And I think what's happening is it was getting into their water or whatever they were consuming, and it was it was slowly turning them into that. So I think once they go full CHUD, I think they were starting to to need that stuff to to kind of get stronger or keep, keep like, CHUDing out. Because they definitely, yeah, it definitely seemed like they wanted to be near it. But I couldn't yeah. tell if they were eating it or if they were hanging out with it, or if they were worshiping it, because one of them looks like he's bowing to it. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, I mean, I'm not going to judge anyone's religion. <laughs> Weird that you worship this goo. But anyways, yeah, so uh, the Reverend uh, finds the chuds in the underground, uh, you know, but, of course, he moves too close, and a piece of concrete breaks out from below him, notifying the chuds to his presence. Yeah. So he's on the run from the chuds. Then now we're cutting back to uh, George's girlfriend, Lauren, uh, in the basement again, because George left all of her shit in the basement like an asshole. So now she's like going, what is she like looking at like um, uh, various mementos and stuff like that? Like it looks like she's going through like photo albums. Yeah. And one of them somehow falls like through the sewer grate into the underground. And uh, she goes down there uh, to retrieve it. And dog jump scare, but dead dog jump scare. <laughs> Cause she instantly finds the corpse of the dog from the beginning of the movie uh, is frightened as you would be. Bosch's dog, by the way, Bosch's dog. Yeah. Um, doesn't find Bosch's uh, wife. Cause that'd be, well, uh, that shows up in a minute. It, it <laughs> does. Yeah. You're right. I actually forgot about that. So yeah. So she goes like, she's scared now. So Lauren is going to, you know, report the corpse of a dog in the basement. Yeah. Cut to uh, cops like in a scene of a body, like very New York scene. They like what it appear or something. Yeah. yeah, It was like off a dock. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, like they like like Bosch is just there. Like he's like, I still have to do my nine to five and I'm dealing with chuds. Are you kidding me? So he like rolls up on this. And then one of the cops is like, oh, it's his wife. And then like tries to stop Bosch from getting there. But he gets there and sees his dead wife or head. Yeah, well, is it just the head, or is it like... I thought that there was the body, we just see the head. Oh, uh, okay, maybe. I, I thought it was just the head, but you're probably right. Yeah, in any case, uh, you know, Bosch does what you do in the 80s when you're a cop. Uh, he goes drinking. He goes on a bender. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also, the sense of time is so confusing, because, like, most of this movie happened over the course of days, but, like, all of this incident basically... Since the meeting, since like the cops went underground and tried to fight the chuds, it's like one day. Yeah, right. So like Bosch has time to go on a bender, get drunk, and then like still continue the chud investigation once he's had like his fill of drinks. Because the cops are like, you should go home. He's like, you should fuck off. Like, don't yeah, like tell- they're trying to console him like, yeah, yeah, Bosch, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, Bosch. It's just a dead wife. Yeah, but yeah, so. Her head. <laughs> so yeah, so the cops are trying to get him to stop drinking. He refuses. They'll find um, your dog. Yeah, they'll find your dog. I'm sure he'll be alive. <laughs> Spoiler alert, dead. 
We just we just learned that. <laughs> so yeah, Lauren uh, cut back to Lauren at the apartment building. Calls the cops to uh, report like the death of the of the dog, and decides to take a shower. You know, yeah. But, like yeah, I mean, I guess a good palate cleanser for finding the corpse of a canine. I don't know. Like, I feel like I would need a minute. But uh, she takes a shower and uh, Chud. So like, you know, cut down to the basement. Chud's breaking into the basement. Cut to her in the shower. Blood just starts flying out of the shower thing. No explanation why <laughs> it's this blood. I guess just because water comes from the sewers. Chuds are in the sewers. Chuds love blood. There you go. Um, I thought it was because chuds are perverts and they're like, oh, I'll get her. But they don't even <laughs> do that, though. They just She just gets bloodied from the shower and then like stops her shower. In any case, now we get the, the intro of uh, John Goodman as a cop that is... You know, not inappropriately hitting on the waitress, but like typical New York, like cat call kind of person. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. He's, it's like definitely like not chill, like by today's standards. But, um, you know, because it's the 80s, we're we just accept it. So then, you know, the chuds are coming out in the public now. Um, a chud goes uh, emerges from the manhole. There are two drunk bums. Uh, the one drunk bum flees. <laughs> Tries to warn the other drunk bum who doesn't listen, and he gets eight by the chuds. I mean, presumably, I guess we don't really know if he gets eight. He just gets grabbed. I mean, prob- probably they they are, you know, cannibals. So I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. assume that is true. They're cannibals and they're humanoid. And you know where they live? Uh, I know this. Hold on. Uh, yeah, underground. There it is. So yeah, they, so they so, dwell yeah, underground. They do dwell, uh, in a, and in our hearts. But yeah, so like the chud uh, attacks the <laughs> diner. Like it's mostly off screen. We just see them like break the window of the diner. Then there's another scene with the chud uh, breaking into the house where Lauren is, and very alarming scene because that little boy is yeah. like, <laughs> like the chud is trying to break down the door, and the little boy like is by the door, and then he like his mom calls him. He goes to his mom, and then he remembers he forgot his toy, and he comes back to the door. I'm like, kid, you're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna get chudded. Yeah, but fortunately, for whatever reason, the chuds are. Not interested in the kid. They only want Lauren. Probably because she's the wife of a main character. Chud um, love children. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't mess they don't mess with kids. Um so yeah, yeah. So like then like, you know, the you know, the police, the nuclear regulatory commission, the news, like everyone's on the scene of the diner attack, and that's when they're trying to say it was like a gas leak. And it's like, dude, there's blood everywhere. Like, who's gonna believe there's a gas leak? But that's what the news reports. And at this point, like the mayor and the police chief are like on board with uh, Wilson's uh, absolutely man- maniac scheme to gas the the sewers. Like I guess one ch- one surface attack by the Chuds is enough for them to abandon common sense. And in the meanwhile, in the underground, uh, George finds the bisected corpse of Hugo, who's one of the underground dwellers that we had met, who was like buddy buddy with the bag lady and and yeah. Victor, her brother. So Hugo's in half. Um, and this is the scene you talked about where Victor is now like transforming yeah. into a chud monster, um, you know, forcing George to shoot him. Uh, and then the bag lady for whatever. Yeah. He, well, yeah, she, he has a double tap because the first shot yeah. seems like it takes. But then we get like a I'm not dead yet, bitch. Jump scare. And then he has to shoot him in the face. Bag lady doesn't understand that her brother was turned into a monster man, even though she should at this point understand that what the chud situation is. Um, but. Uh, fortunately, uh, when she's about to shoot George, the Reverend just barrels in 
and like I don't knocks her out, like just basically pushes her down. It's like I don't even know if he knew that she was like threatening George. I think he just wanted to hit this lady. Yeah. But like so he just like rolls in, just rocks her shit. And then barely any introduction between the two. It's like, oh, you're the photographer. It's like, I'm a homeless guy, a homeless friend. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go on an adventure to escape the sewers together. <laughs> Almost no introduction. They're just ready. They're just insert montage. Yeah. That, well, yeah, at this point in the movie really starts like and I actually think it was very effective the way the editing is done at this point in the movie, because we are very quickly cutting between, you know, what's going on with Lauren. What's going on with our guys underground? What's going on with Bosch and Wilson, like, in the surface and everything? Like, it's very much cutting quickly uh, between these things. So kind of, like, just a quick, like... Breakneck speed. Right, 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 right. So, you know, cut to... So, like, I'll just kind of go through all of the details really fast. Um, so, Lauren is, sees the thing about the, uh, the gas lines and the sewers. Uh, she wants to call the police, but... Because uh, she knows for some reason that her husband or her boyfriend, George, is in the sewers. I don't know how she knew that. But, um, oh, I guess because like. She did Murphy. Her, yeah. He, she knew that Murphy. They were gonna uh, yeah. Again, way. like same day. So, yeah. yeah. So earlier that afternoon <laughs> when they're having their romantic stroll in the park and they get interrupted by Murphy. Yeah. So she knows that her boyfriend is in the sewers. Her phone line is out for reasons. Um, and is another one for young listeners. Well, so she, back pulled, day, she pulled it out of the wall. She did? Yeah. When she was running. The chug oh, was smashing no the door. She yeah, yanked yeah. and it pulled the line out from inside the phone. So she was, remember she was trying to put it back in. Yeah, yeah, because that's how that works. <laughs> you just, yeah, you just plug in a thing that's been ripped from the wall. But you know what? She's not a phone scientist, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, she's under siege by Chud. Uh, George and the Reverend uh, can't find any manholes to escape from because they're all being sealed up to prevent Chud escape. That's when they stumble onto some of the crates, and it's revealed that the 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 chemical spill thing is contamination hazard or urban disposal, like you said. And they learned that like Wilson's actually been up to this for like years. Like yeah. it isn't like they tried to pretend earlier that it was like, Oh, we, we don't want to keep it down there, but we have a court order that says we can't move it. It's like, Nope, he's been doing it on purpose. Cause people don't care about the homeless. So he's just going to poison them. Uh, accidentally turning them into chud monsters. Can we, can we take a second to go back to talk down to our younger listeners? Hey, hey, kids. Uh, we what we were referring to is a phone line. Uh, so we we talked earlier about the payphone. Um, well, people in their house actually had ones that connected to the outside world too, uh, through what you. There's like a payphone, but you didn't have to put a quarter into it. Correct. You just paid a monthly bill. Do you know what would be a hilarious gag? And I'm sure it's happened in a movie, like to do a new horror movie, and then the kids are in like an older home, and it sells the rotary dial, and they don't know how to use it. Like, I think that would be, and this one kid gets totally freaking just myrtled because he can't figure out how to do like the nine the whole way around and then let it go to the next one. I mean, if it hasn't been done, I'm sure that it's like on the verge of being done. Cause we recently had what that movie, uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. It was very much like a, a Gen Z sort of take on the horror genre. So yeah, like hopefully whoever the team is behind that, if it hasn't been done, hopefully they're working on it. Yeah, so all the famous people listening to this, uh, you can have that for free. So you're welcome. Yeah, we don't even need a cut of the profits. Yeah. Because you'll make so many of them. I, I don't know. So are we going back to the apartment or are we, we out of there? Um, I think that we – so, yeah, we, we're actually going back to the apartment. So okay, good, because there's the, a at cool this point, scene there. Like, the guys are trying to escape are unable. Um, yep. So the cops show up at the apartment because Lauren had called them uh, with – with a immediacy unrivaled, 
by anything in the world, they are instantly Chud murdered. Like they open the door yeah, and be right, like, hey, yeah. we're here to investigate. And they just get grabbed. I'm like, my the God. The Chud like, let them in. Like they yeah, buzzed like in. The, the Chud ch- opened the door and they <laughs> yeah. killed them. Like, yeah. And no one will be seated while the Chud just instantly yeah. murders these cops. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, they were not uh, of much help. So yeah. So that's when, uh, when, so, you know, Lauren is like screaming for help from the window. Cause like the Chud's trying to break into her, her apartment, no fire escape. So I feel like it's probably a violation of some codes, but you know, I'm not a building inspector, so it's not my business. And Lauren actually, like, what seemed like it was going to be a damsel in distress moment, she, like, turns this shit around. Like, oh, yeah. She, like, like lures the chud in and, like, goes into the dark room and, like, climbs up on a shelf and jumps behind the chud and gets out and then finds a sword? Okay, like, hold on, hold on. She didn't find it. So the filmmaker did a great job at showing those swords every time they're in their apartment. That. <laughs> It was always like right off to the left. You know how when you do the movie, you have the squares and then you put things in focus. Those swords were always in the top left focus the entire time they're in that freaking apartment. And I'm like, if she doesn't take one of these freaking swords and use it on this chud, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, well, that is the thing. It's very much like a Chekhov's gun thing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, totally. Like these swords that you just think are just there. <laughs> or uh, no, she's going to straight up uh, gank one with it and not just gank him. She decapitates a chud in battle. <laughs> like, I like it, like, stretch the neck out. It's like, you won't cut my head off. Yeah, I bet you you won't use that sword to cut off yeah. his head. It's like, oh, she fucking will. And she does. <laughs> so that's, like, really cool. And then like, it bites her. Yeah, like, the chud is still, like, f- like pissed. <laughs> like, even though it's decapitated, <laughs> it bites her. But, yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, she's, she's no longer in danger, but she knows that her boyfriend is. So she wants to, like, get to the scene of the the diner attack in order to tell the cops, Hey, you know, there's alive people in down there. Not just chuds. Like don't kill my boyfriend. He's about to be a dad. So they, um, she's like, takes the police car. She had GTA shit and starts driving to the scene. Meanwhile, knows how to turn the sirens on somehow. Yeah. She's like really good at driving police. Um, yeah. It's again, so like, like she's like one of the most capable people in this movie. I feel like, (laughs) But yeah, so so she's on the she's on the run to there. Um, our uh, sewer boys they find the the corpses of like the police and the and the scientists who are down there, and they find the camera. Okay, this is what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. So okay, they just had some dudes sitting in that room watching all these people get murdered on that camera lane on the ground for how long? Like yeah, at least seven so, hours, right? Yeah, like He's just all day. Out. <laughs> He's yeah. just like hanging out in there. And fortunately, like, that guy is still friends. there. Yeah, his yeah. dead friends are all over the ground. But yeah, but that's what you. So you, th- yeah, that's the thing is like the camera's just like focused on the corpses. Yeah. But like, so you think that they're in danger because they're like waving and stuff in the camera, but there's no sound, so the guy can't hear them. But they find on like the the uh, head of one of the corpses this has the headset. So they put on like the the headset and everything and like are able to talk and they tell the guy like get Bosch, get Bosch and like I was like, There's no way in hell they're gonna get Bosch that quickly. They do. Literally just a cop just like gets Bosch from the scene. Because at that point Bosch has been kind of pushed aside by Wilson, who's yeah. like, you know, now they're all on board with his stupid plan to gas the sewers. Like he's just kind of twiddling his thumbs. So yeah, so like so Bosch, you know, finds out about, you know, the guys that are underground. They tell him, I guess in case they don't make it out, they explain to him that Wilson's actually been doing this on purpose for yep. years and everything. Um, so, you know, Bosch does the thing that, you know, we all want to do, which is he confronts Wilson 
and uh what he fucking decks him right or is it he he decks him later whenever so like well, he threatens what, like, to shoot him yeah well yeah so basically this yeah he threatens his life so you know just nothing wrong with that but so then like uh you know bosch wants to let our heroes out of the sewers and uh wilson's kind of being shitty about it like i don't understand like at this point man the cat's out of the bag like don't add two more deaths to the to the list of like corpses <laughs> that you're responsible for but no he's being an asshole about it and um you know so bosch uh you know wrecks his shit fucking uh, haymakers him dude yeah, oh yeah straight up like yeah like tyson that guy was out <laughs> yeah pun- super punch out and then you know cut to like like lauren arrives on the scene you know she and and bosch are working to you know get one of the trucks off of one of the nearby manholes to let our you know two heroes out of there Meanwhile, there's uh, Chuds, you know, on their way to them. So it's like a photo finish. And Wilson shoots Bosch. Yeah. Like, real dick move. I didn't expect that. No. I Like, I thought he was a coward. But, like, yeah. at that point, though, like, how are you going to cover? Like, you could cover up everything else that's happened. How are you going to cover up <laughs> shooting a police captain? <laughs> like, I <laughs> uh, didn't think that through. Um, but fortunately, you know, uh, Lauren was Lauren moves the truck to let them up. Right. Because Bosch has been shot. At that point, or no, I think uh, at that point, uh, the no, the, Wilson's trying it. to, yeah, Wilson's trying to flee. It seems like he's trying to flee, yeah, but he's not trying to flee. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna like run them down. Like now that Correct. the heroes are out of there, he's gonna like run them down to, I guess, cover up his yep. many crimes against humanity. But fortunately, <laughs> the Reverend takes uh, Bosch's gun and just like shoots the shit out of Wilson. And they mentioned earlier that, like, Hey, like, be careful driving these trucks because even the slightest, the slightest impact can make them explode. Yeah, I and didn't it does that. exactly that. Like, it yeah. goes to like the manhole and it explodes instantly. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like, Plus the gas, right? <laughs> well, yeah, there's which the gas, it would have like, leveled. It would have leveled that, that city. Yeah, it's yeah, done. The entire sure. block's done. Yeah. yeah, but for some reason that doesn't happen. And yeah, so like, there's our ending. We get like the reunite, the reuniting of our our romantic couples. You know, George's kissing his girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Reverend is stroking Bosch's head because, as he's like, "Good shot, yeah." Bosch, good, like, good shot. shot. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> so I guess Bosch lived, like, or at least he lived long enough to like congratulate Reverend on his shooting skills. And uh, yeah, so then like, and then like, uh, you know, over the credits start rolling over the scene of a burning truck and our two couples reunited. Yeah, um, and then just like the bangerest of bangers for eighties music plays. <laughs> Like, I don't know how you felt about this, like, credit. Loved music, it. But, yeah, I, like, let that shit play. The like, whole uh, movie, the music is, like, so if, like, if we graded music and sound, we, we, we aren't, it would be, this would be, like, an A plus for me. It was so, yeah, it was absolutely, so good. like, yeah, straight fire. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, like, like, that part, like, I just let the credits play. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to listen to this now while I, like, do my dishes or whatever the hell I did after I watched the movie. So, um, yeah, there you go. That is the plot of Chud. You know, if you uh, are interested in the world of Chud that they've created, there is a sequel called uh, Chud 2, Bud the Chud. We will probably not cover it for the podcast because uh, the Wait. quality does dip. No, you don't say. <laughs> but I'm like yeah. looking into this right now. Yeah, this looks pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Chud 2 Bud the Chud is the sequel. Not as good, you know, but you know, you can't you can't always get it right like they did with the first Chud because they absolutely got it 100% right. Um, there was a movie that came out 
I don't know what year this is. I don't believe you. And uh, thanks. Uh, 2012. Um, and it's called Requiem for a Chud. Go on. And I'm I'm like looking into it right now. It's, is it related to the Greater Chud universe? I think I don't know. It's it's it looks like it looks like a like a someone made this in their spare time in their backyard with their friends kind of movie. But uh, I mean, Chud is almost that. So yeah, that, and that's the thing is like Chud too, Bud the Chud, like different directors, uh, di- I believe different writers, like different casts. Like it's almost not even worth considering it a sequel, except that you know the titular Bud. Uh, the Bud the Chud is just one of the homeless people that they like, remains chudded up and they like capture him or something. It's not a very good movie. I'll tell you that it, it does exist. If the, if our listeners can't get enough Chud action, there is, there are ways to solve that for yourself. So minus the name, like I actually feel like this would be a good show, like if, or, or even a video game. Like if they could add more time into this, I feel like you could build a little better and like, um, but I would love uh, a TV show, uh, like a reprisal of Chud One, and, it, and it's just like a like an eight eight episode miniseries or something. Like yeah, like something on uh, yeah, HBO. like a, like a miniseries on HBO. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think like, it would be cool. It's a nice slow burn, like get more into like you know the photographer and the cop and the you know guy who the homeless uh, outreach guy who slowly uncover this mystery, you know, being you know sandbagged at every turn by like the authorities and stuff yeah that'd be that'd be a great show granted yeah. at the end of the day it will be chuds <laughs> but so chud 2 looks more like a zombie movie than a chud i'm just watching some of the trailers right now and they're like mil- <laughs> it's like they're military yeah it's weird but yeah they definitely moved away from the like um they gave them more sentience and like they're like they talk to each other and communicate and stuff. So well, because it seems Bud more like Chud a... and that one is like the le- the leader of a Chud group or something. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of yeah. That's what I mean. Like if if Chud one uh, was kind of a throwback to like a '70s style, like you know, grimy New York, like you know, very centralized horror story. I'd say Bud the Chud is very much more '80s. Like it's like you know, military government creature feature that kind of thing like a little bit trashier you know like Mm -hmm. in a way that even though chud one is trashy it kind of has a more of an identity of itself is chud two like bud the chud is just more like throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall and see what sticks got it got it so um now i think we did a pretty good job at um wrapping up the movie uh why don't we get in the judgment categories what uh let's, let's kick it off Yeah, so uh, are you going to put an effect for that? Yeah, put some kind of effect for the judgment categories. Combo breaker. So yeah, so we have... Combo breaker. So what, we have our categories. We give letter grades for new listeners. Sort of story, acting, effects, writing, and then the cult factor, which is that little X factor that makes these kind of movies a little bit different from other movies. So I guess we'll start with story. Because that's the first thing I said. So for me, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it a solid C. C is for Chud. Yeah, I don't know if you agree or disagree. What are you What are you feeling? You know, yeah, it, it, there's like a simplicity to like what the story is doing that 
you know, works in its favor because like you really, you're not going to like break your brain trying to follow this thing. But to that end, it is a little rote. Like, oh, you got your, you know, your sinister government guys. You got your police trying to cover it up. You got your like local, like locals trying to investigate it and do the right thing. Like, so yeah, like nothing is like groundbreaking, but as a story, I do think it is like coherent. Like um, there are like things that happen don't just happen for no reason. Um, like we, I said about the sword, I kind of made a joke that where'd this sword come from? But the sword was there. Like you could see it. It was in the yeah, establishing sure. shots. Like scenes like, you know, why is this, like, why was she driving to the scene of the, of the diner or whatever? Like, uh, well, the reason is because she knows that that's where they're like cordoning off the area for the gassing. And she wants to stop them from gassing her boyfriend. So like there's a, there's enough narrative coherence that I think that you can't say that it's bad, but I would say that C is fair because it is kind of one note like you know what you're getting yeah and i think too like when i and another thing i'm talking about story because we, we really don't get into this in our grading but like i i also take into how the story was presented and the pacing in this movie was a little off um you know i think if they wouldn't have like if, if it wouldn't have been breakneck the last like 20 minutes of the movie and they would have spread that action out a little bit more i think it would have been maybe a b for me but um yeah, the, the, the pacing was just kind of not there for me. Well, they realized at the end that they had to get us out in 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. That's kind of how I felt. And, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's like a full version. Like maybe, you know what I mean? Like maybe this is like a... A director's cut of... Channel. Yeah, yeah, right. That might add some stuff in between. Because they did a lot of jumping around in the middle too. But um, yeah, I, I think for, that's the only reason that I went down to see was just how it was presented. I'm not saying it was presented poorly. I think it was presented okay. Like it was pretty good. You know, but it wasn't like stellar and it wasn't... Um, above average. No, like I said, I think it's coherent, just kind of wrote. So yeah, I think C yep. is totally fair. Yep. They did write this. You're correct. I hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> anyways, acting. You good? Yeah. I Stay know. focused. I love it. Stay We're, focused. This is a professional endeavor, goddammit. Not... <laughs> okay. Acting. Now, you might, you might not agree with me here, but okay. I might say B on this because... Oh, I 100% agree. Go. Yeah, like I think Bosch, like the way that his character evolves and like the quiet desperation that he has really comes through. And, you know, I think that, you know, Marv, you know, the Reverend, like he's never going to win any awards probably for his acting. But like as just like this kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of wild, like friend of the homeless kind of dude, like you buy that, you know, like and you buy like uh, George, like uh, the dad from Home Alone, you buy him as like a you know, an artist who like has to do what he does for money, but like maybe he's not doing the time and the work he should in his relationship. But by the end, he's grown quite a bit. So I, I really think that the character is like when the stuff like I liked the stuff, but I did feel like a lot of the performances were hinged around the charisma of the performers. And this one, like granted, like every actor has a certain amount of charisma, but I really think that in this one, it's the performances that kind of come through a bit. So I, 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 I totally agree. Um, you, you might even have, because like that there, I don't feel like any character in this movie did poorly. Like we had a couple gripes with some of the characters from, uh, the stuff, but, um, I really think the actors nailed it. Even, even John Goodman. Yeah. Even his like very brief 40, 48 role second. A, yeah. <laughs> very brief role as a somewhat sexist guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like, I mean, every, like every character like did pretty good. Um, yeah. so I, there's no real complaints here. I mean, no one's going to win an Oscar for Chud. But but I do think that everyone held their own. Um, so yeah, that brings us to effects. I um, I liked it. I thought they did a good job with the Chud monsters, like the Chuds. 
they do they do the thing that you should do like the jaws rule of show your creature as little as possible um i i don't even know if i could tell you how many chud outfits they actually have like i'd say that on screen you've only seen maybe three together at once but other than that like they do a good job of like you know you see like some hands coming out of a manhole you see some like glowing eyed gross head you know outside of a phone booth so like they do a good job of like i'm sure that there's like a budget here and they do a good enough job of like keeping the like the spotlight off of their creature until they're ready to show it and then they only choose their scenes sparingly and i think that that works to their favor yeah and the sets were great like that like how they set stuff up like that the shower scene with the blood was really cool uh i really liked um i like how they did the uh the, even the explosions where they were like exceptionally large that was kind of it they did set it up at least in in like saying like hey if this you even hit a pothole this thing's gonna go up so i thought i <laughs> yeah, thought they it was sure cool. that we knew that there's a possibility of explosions and they yeah. they cashed that check they delivered so yeah <laughs> i'd say b oh uh, yeah i'd say i'd say b as well like i you know you're gonna find that i am just a sucker for these practical effects but like practical effects that are used like they they choose when to show certain things and when not to like i'd say the only effect that was kind of like ah oh, really was the sword scene that shot like stretches out his neck like i bet you won't chop my head off it's like yeah he's gonna do it so but but even the cgi the little that they i don't even know if it was cgi i'm pretty sure it was was um the blood from the chud chud blood the oh yeah like, how it's like the, and yeah. then the radioactive waste pile they they use computer effects to make it like glow green but it yeah. wasn't overly yeah, done cool. right because even right. the eyes like so they could have done that with the eyes and they didn't the eyes were practical yeah, they're like they, actually yeah. backlit, like eyeballs. yeah. So which is cool I, that when a yeah. chud dies, their eyes stop glowing, which is kind of yeah. Cool. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know the science of chud eyes, but that, that was an <laughs> impressive effect in my opinion. What are you, a chud yeah. scientist? Yeah, what am I? Some kind of chud chudologist? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So next up uh, is writing. What do you think? I I think I I don't know. I like I said, like it's not just like with story. Like there's a narrative coherence here, but that doesn't necessarily mean that like it's anything really to write home about story-wise so i might have to give it a c on the store on the writing front yeah i agree with you i i probably you could probably argue me to be but i think where the difference comes in with the writing is like some of the characters like murphy right that sticks in my brain like why i know what i know why but like they could have done other (laughs) things maybe he is very much a character who existed just to take george the sewers and get murdered like that's yeah that's what he exists for (laughs) Right. So I, I thought they probably could have done a couple of things differently, but you know, again, and, and for everyone listening, if you missed last week's episode, give it a listen, but I am a very harsh grader. So like C's are pretty good for me. It, it had, it, and then we gave, we gave uh, the stuff some, some A's because it is awesome. But so if I say a C, don't take it the wrong way. Uh, I, it's, to me, that means it's, it's like good on par with like what's happening with everything else. A B to me is like pretty it's pretty good and a is like perfect so uh i so i think a c from us is a pretty pretty warm grade so think of it more c like good not like c like your parents are gonna ground you for two weeks or whatever so (laughs) i wouldn't know what that's like i never got c's yeah (laughs) what am i a chud (laughs) all right Um, so yeah but speaking of c that brings us to our final category which is cult factor (laughs) what do you Um, think hey look I'm going to have to say A. Like, I can't get enough Chud, man. I love it. Like, 
I don't like this, like something about this movie. Like it has, it has its premise. <laughs> it, it says it's going to do cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers and God damn it. It does them. <laughs> so you got to respect the assurance, like the self-assurance to like put out a movie called that and then like execute on it. Um, so yeah, it's like, is it going to win awards? No. But for me, like the cult factor is kind of what keeps it alive for me to this day. Does it chud? Yes. So I think it's fair. <laughs> Does it should? Now, that is a uh, good question to ask for this movie. For others, it will not be as relevant. <laughs> like, I just chud? watched Titanic. Does it chud? Absolutely not. No, it's not even any ground. Can it chud? <laughs> so, are you going to let me have the A on that? Hell yeah, dude. I, I think the cult, <laughs> the cult factor in this stuff, you know, I it's hard to really put quality with this. I think, to me, like a bad grade in the cult factor would be... Um, Something that's just like again, we talked about this last week about movies I don't, we don't like, but uh, it would be hard for me not to score high on a call factor. Like, like it would actively have to go out of its way to not try to be this type of movie. You know what I mean? Because some of these they're self-aware, right? To some yeah, extent. Yeah, like when we do like Roman Polanski's The Pianist, it's like no call factor at all. Yeah, it's a sad. Yeah. sad that's a perfect. That's a. Movie. That's a perfect example of also, the, the horror movie that we're, yeah. A sad Holocaust movie also directed by a child molester. So great. <laughs> You're just checking um, all the boxes today. Yeah. <laughs> no one will be seated when Roman Polanski puts out his Holocaust movie. Uh, anyway, on that note. Well, no, hey, you know what letter comes after C, right? Is it D? It's D. The D roll. So this is, this is uh, my, or our, uh, our arbitrary categorization <laughs> that we do at the end after we've done grades. You know, you might think it's a hat on a hat, like we've already graded it, why do we now have to like slot it into a specific category? But uh, if you don't like it, start your own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so our, our uh, so the D-roll categories are uh, cult classic, B-movie, grindhouse, or trash. And we kind of went in a little bit last time about like what would qualify as trash. It's rare for something to become trash in my eyes, but it does happen. And it will be uh, trash the whole time, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's always trash. Yeah, it's always so. trash. Started trash, ended trash. <laughs> Probably designed to be trash, honestly. Uh, yeah, um, sometimes. And there's like yeah. something something we said about movies that do that, that know what they yeah. are. But yeah. that doesn't mean we have to enjoy them because we don't. But um, I don't know if you already had a thought on this. Um. I, I did. probably will go. <laughs> I'll probably go with B movie on this one. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I rewatch Chud all the time. I have a lot of affection for it. I basically watch it every October. But if I'm being honest with myself, like say if I'm if like I'm on a plane and it crashes in the desert and I'm trapped with only like twenty movies, would Chud be one of those movies? Well, it might be. Never so mind. You, so you're just not going to celebrate <laughs> Halloween on that island? Yeah, I was going to say probably all 20 of the movies will just be <laughs> just going to be chud. Shitty horror. Yeah, I can bring 20 movies. 19 of them will be chud. <laughs> chud in Spanish. Chud yeah. in space. Yeah, and then the the last one, I don't know. I guess like I don't know Jurassic Park. <laughs> Whatever. So 19 copies of Chud and one copy of Jurassic Park will be my desert movies. Yeah, now that you've questioned me on it, I'm actually going to say I want to say cult classic. B-movie was unfairly cruel to Chud. Well, I feel like if you talk to people about this genre of, of movies and they know anything about this, they know what Chud is. And it people is, still talk yeah. about it. Like, I, I feel like, you know, 
maybe after I, I don't really know how this was received. Um, I can't expect very. I don't think it like, probably <laughs> set any record. Yeah. Was, so to me, that's like the perfect kind of movie that fits in that cult realm. It's like didn't do well at the time. Everyone's like, this is dumb. It had like super high end actors. I guess maybe not at the time, but they are like in the '90s and 2000s. So I, I'd give this cult classic. I think um, this is going to be the hardest one for me because uh, I think a B movie has to be a not not a bad movie, but like I, I feel like Chud did really well, and it's and and people like it stood the test of time. It's almost like a cultural thing now. Um, like yeah, hell, uh, we've used it for an insult in my area for 20 <laughs> years. So well, yeah, actually, so I was. Um reading like some of like the trivia stuff on imdb in preparation for this episode yeah. and apparently like uh there's a vhs copy of chud on a shelf in jordan peele's us and it's there like is? yeah and apparently no like us like some of us was actually like inspired by chud um so you know what if if it's good enough for jordan peele it's good enough for all of us so i will actually i was gonna say b movie to you know be a little harsher but uh, now that we've talked it through, yeah, I'm going to say cult classic as well. And if yeah. any chuds out there listening, I'm sorry that I came down hard on you at first. It was, it was, I was just trying to be cool. So, does your basement have like a sewer city water access? You better go check. <laughs> uh, no, For, uh, nope, just a bunch of cages where people put their their like storage. You do have a sword though. I do have a sword. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little inside baseball for the listeners. I have. A sword that my father got me, because uh, he I'm a Ma- I'm a mason and he had was gonna get me a masonic ring, um, but my monster hands are apparently too big to get a good ring, or to get one done wherever my father's uh, jeweler was. So instead, he got me a masonic sword. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean that's the next step after your ring. He's like, well, if I can't get a ring, I better get a sword. Hey, I think it's cool. Yeah. But I, I don't think that it would be good for decapitating chuds. I'm just going to tell you right now. It's a pretty dull sword. So, hey, what do we got next? I know we talked about a couple movies. Uh, I'm trusting your gut here. I think you, you offered some really good um, suggestions. So what are you feeling for next time? Yeah, yeah. So um, because this one was kind of a, a smaller movie, like the director didn't really do much else. Um, I figured we'd go with like uh, one of the you know classics of like cult horror cinema uh jim winorski's um chopping mall yeah so chopping mall is a fun fact about that movie like just to kind of give you a heads up is it seems like it would be like what a slasher taking place in a mall hence the chopping it is not it is about um uh mall security robots that go on a killing spree (laughs) so it is not what you would expect out of a title uh chopping mall so that yeah, is, I, I can't wait. I've actually, I've never seen that movie and I'm so excited because you you gave me three or four and I know we were kind of bouncing back and forth and you said, hey, uh, here's here's what I think. And I was so stoked uh, that you picked Chopping Mall because I've never seen it. So this is my first one that I'm like going to, uh, you know, my, my vir- vir- virgin eyes are going to see. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Super good. Like Jim Wynorski is like a proven director. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a couple of scream queens in it. I know, uh, uh, Barbara Crampton is in it. So yeah, it's it's a really solid film. Um, I'm trying to check here like where it's streaming. I'm pretty sure like everything is on Tubi all the time. So it's definitely on Tubi. Um, I think it's on Amazon Prime as well. And it might be on Shudder. Yeah, so, so I'm showing here that it's on Amazon Prime. It is on Shudder. Uh, it is on, on Tubi. I think it's on Pluto TV, which is another free app. So 
easy to find. So good movie. Hopefully everyone watches it. Yeah, please watch it before we talk about it. That way you can kind of join in on the fun. Uh, If you just enjoy us talking about the movie and the plot, I mean, we we do a pretty good job of covering everything. Um, If we missed anything, feel free to tweet us and we will maybe probably not read it, but still still try. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) should we plug like what our Twitter thing is, like what the Twitter handle is? Yeah, so you can find us at the Dark Side Drive-In and we're part of the Dynamis Media Group. Got a couple other cool shows. Check us out. So you can find us uh, also at dynamismedia.com. That's kind of where we keep a lot of our stuff. Uh, we post some reviews, which, uh, you know, um, I'm a little biased, but I think uh, one of the hosts on the show is a pretty good writer, and it's not me. Uh, you know, so Wait, Stefan's, Stefan's done some great <laughs> reviews uh, so far. Um, and then we also have another writer, uh, JPO, the sub, and he's done some great game reviews too. So check it out. Uh, we You can subscribe to the website. I, I don't actually know what that does, but you can try <laughs> And then you're the, uh, <laughs> you're the in charge of this. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know what it like. It sends you emails when stuff's on the website. I guess I don't know because uh, oh, we're not cool, doing yeah, it. Not? Yeah, we're not doing newsletters yet. But if we do, you'll be subscribed. Um, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I think probably the again the easiest way to reach us is on Twitter. So um, you could do uh, was it? There's uh, Dynamus Media. There's at the Tilt Pod. There's at Backlog Pod. There is at the dark side driving so check us out find us uh you'll instantly know which one is ours when you see it um i think we fixed our logo thing for apple podcast which was awesome so shout out to my wife who made the logo and then uh yeah anything else you want to cover uh no yeah I, I did i did notice that the um the apple podcast uh logo was fixed so yeah it's good because not that i didn't like the old one but the one that your wife designed is uh way better so well, consistency is great. Like, yeah, yeah, also true. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess if you want to get technical about it. But yeah, um, yeah I have a, a personal Twitter. If anyone wants to follow that, it's at Darkschneid. But I don't really uh, tweet much. So it's almost not worth your time and barely worth mentioning. So there's, <laughs> there's that. Um, and yeah, like uh, I do have a couple of review movie reviews up on, on the site. Um, I'm going to be dropping my Renfield review shortly. Um, I can't I wait just for have that. To, yeah, I just had to edit it a little bit. I tried to do something different structurally because I was worried that I was just like following the same beats every time I wrote a review. So um, I kind of messed with it and now I don't like it as much. But yeah, I'll be sending that to you probably tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. And then um, so another thing that we we have some cool plans for the show too to add in some some uh, some folly work. Uh, if it gets too much, just let us know. We'll dial it back. But we're just going to kind of have fun with this. Um, and then also... We so we do this every other week. Both of us have a week where in the summer we're gonna be like gone doing something. So we have to maybe record like one or two ahead of time. But if there are any movies you want us to take a look at and um we think it would fit the show, just just let us know and we'll we'll try to slot it in. Yeah, I so challenge we'll, anyone to try to come up with a cult horror movie that I don't know about. because uh, I would love <laughs> to hear more. Yeah. So yeah, please do. If you've got ideas for something we should do that I haven't heard about, like send them my way. Sick. Well, uh, I think that that does it for me. You good? Uh, yeah. I'm solid. All right. Well, I've been Shane with the Dark Side Driving, and I'm Stefan, also with the Dark Side Driving. Stay spooky. <laughs> good sign off. That's good. I'm trying. I'll every time we'll pop. Spook them up, boys. <laughs> oh God. All right. Good enough. <laughs> See you. See you.